the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The word of God is like peroxide going into an open cut. You're like, oh, that stings. Oh, my goodness, that's painful. Why are you doing it? Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. We're picking up from the message we started yesterday in Acts chapter 2. I entitled that message, Speaking. And that's exactly what Peter did. He stood up to his feet on the day of Pentecost. They were just filled with the Holy Spirit. And he gave the message of his life. And what did he speak on? Well, he was speaking truth. Let me read it to you here in Acts chapter 2, verse 22. He says, Men of Israel... Listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. He says, this man, talking about Jesus Christ, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put to death. But God raised him up again, putting to an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Did you get that? It was impossible for death to hold on to Christ. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brethren, as he continues on after he just got them quoting in Psalm, he goes on and says, Brethren, I am confidently saying to you that regarding the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. And so, because he was a prophet, and he knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on the throne, he looked ahead and he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was neither abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh suffer decay. This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are his witnesses." Wow, that's a pretty powerful portion of Scripture of this message that Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost. Listen to Peter go, talking to these leaders that were present, those who stood in front of Pontius Pilate when he asked them, 
what he was supposed to do with this Jesus. Because Pontius, you remember, he said, I find no guilt in this man. And they said, crucify him. No, 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 there's no guilt in him. They said, crucify him, crucify him. Yes, now remember, this was a relatively small but powerful group of religious Jews of the day. For the most part, the majority of the Jews accepted and followed Jesus. That's why we're here today. All the disciples were Jews. All the people that followed him were Jews. And they were the ones that spread the message of the gospel throughout the known world. Yes, it was Jews, but there was a select small group of very powerful religious Jews that had Jesus crucified. But that evidently that group was here, and now they're getting totally blasted by the Holy Spirit of God speaking through Peter. As he finished in verse 36, he says, this Jesus, you know, whom you crucify. Wow. I'm sure this is not what any of them wanted to hear, but it is exactly what they needed to hear. Isn't that how the word of God is? It's not always what you want to hear. But it's always what you need to hear. See, the Word of God is like peroxide going into an open cut. You're like, oh, that stings. Oh, my goodness, that's painful. Why are you doing it? Because you know that that cut has to be cleaned out so infection doesn't set in. Well, the Word of God has the same effect on our own lives. We pour it into ourselves, and it stings at times. It pokes us at times, and we're where we don't want to be poked because we have sin in our lives. And it's there to get the sin out so there's no infection of sin in our lives. Yes, not much has changed today. When we open those pages of the Bible, it's not always what we want. You know, we try to be what? Politically correct at times? You know, when we choose to, you know, uh, compromise in the Word of God, it's like, listen, we can never compromise the Word of God to be politically correct. You know, when we choose neither to water down or minimize the candor or the correctness or the veracity of the Word— that's when we will be strong. We cannot compromise the written word of God. It's then and only then that a man or a woman of God can truly be set free from a life of emptiness and shame, a life of guilt and separateness from God. Listen, when you're sharing the gospel, you have to speak the truth. Now, listen, you don't have to have veins popping out of your neck and yelling at someone. You shouldn't do that. We're supposed to speak the truth in love. Say, well, look, brother, you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through. But have you considered the way that you're living? Have you considered the sin in your life? You know, the Bible says that you're going to stand before God one day and you're going to be judged. Look, God doesn't want to judge you. He wants to love you. He wants to forgive you. But you must come to him. And we cannot invalidate that message. Yes, there's a judgment. There's a day. That's what Solomon said at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 12, when the dust settles, he says, every man, everyone is going to stand before God and everything that they've done, everything that they've said, it's all going to be heard before the Lord. And they're going to have to give an answer for everything they've done. Yes, from the intimacy of, of personal relationship with God, that's what he wants with us. He wants a personal relationship. He wants to really know us. You know, we're told in 2 Timothy 3.16, this is why it's so important to get into God's Word. He says, 
all scripture is inspired by God. That word inspired means it's God-breathed, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God or the woman of God might be adequately equipped for every good deed. Listen, do you want to be adequately equipped? Do you want to be the man or the woman of God? Well, then, if we hold the Word of God, it will hold us. If we allow the Word of God to guide us, it will. So the Word of God is doctrine to teach us what's right. It brings forth reproof to tell us what's right. It brings correction to get us right. And it brings instruction to keep us right. If we allow the Word of God to guide us, it will also guard us. If we live within its light, then it will be a light unto our path. Yes, Peter preached the truth. He didn't hold back any punches. Verse 22 says, Jesus was from God. You saw the signs. You saw the wonders he said to the people as he preached to them there on the day of Pentecost. They saw the miracles. He healed the sick. The blind were seen. The lame walked. The dead were risen. Yes, verse 23, he said, It was predetermined from the times past that you would nail him to the cross. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus being nailed to the cross back in Psalm 22. That was written some thousand years before Jesus was born. It was written some 450 years before crucifixion was ever even invented. Crucifixion was invented by like the Assyrians, you know, back in like 550 B.C. So that was written some 450 years before that. Isaiah 53 was written 750 years before Jesus was born. And it talked about, you know, the lamb being slaughtered for the sin of all humanity. Yes, details of the misery of the suffering Savior. Verse 24 in Acts 2 here, Peter reminds them of what was so fresh in his own mind. But God raised him from the dead, he said. God raised him. Verse 27, David again prophesied a thousand years earlier in Psalm 16 that Jesus would not be abandoned in hell or undergo any decay in the grave. Notice how Peter, this fisherman with no formal education, in verse 29 is speaking confidently, meaning he was full of conviction. He knew that he knew that these things were true. Let me ask you, listening on the radio right now, do you believe the Bible? Do you really believe it? Do you believe the Bible is the Word of God? I'm just asking a question. Do you really believe it? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is coming back? Do you believe that when a person dies, they stand before God? If you believe these things, how much do you have to hate someone not to share the message of life with them? How much do you have to hate someone who's not walking with the Lord to walk with the Lord, to share with them at least the message? Look, we can't convince anyone to follow Christ. We're not called to save people. We can't save anyone, but we can share the message of salvation, and people can get saved because we share that message of salvation with them. Do you know anyone? Is there anyone at your work? Do you walk into work every day and say hi to someone and you have built a relationship with them, but you've never shared Christ with them? Listen, I'm asking you to go out on a limb and extend the friendship that you have and say, look, I'd like to share something with you and start sharing with them. If they don't want to hear it, then okay, that's fine. But at least you try. What if they listen to you? 
What if it starts and you plant a little seed? What if you think about them when you're reading your Bible in the morning and you write down a verse say, hey, you know, I was thinking about you when I read this verse, and you hand it to them on a post-it pad. You know, just something. Start developing some dialogue with the people that you work with, your neighbors and what have you. Getting back here to Acts 2 and verse 32, Peter declared not only did the Bible say this, but he personally witnessed Jesus Christ alive, risen from the dead. He says, I saw him. I've eaten with him. I've had conversations with him after he has risen from the dead. You all think he was dead because you saw him on the cross there. But guess what? I'm telling you, he's alive and I have seen him. Yes, in verse 33, he says, because of all of this that's happened, just like the Bible has recorded, just like we have seen with my own eyes, Peter is saying, and just like everyone on this day of Pentecost has observed with what? A mighty rushing wind with tongues of fire, with everyone hearing the gospel in their own home language. In verse 34 and 35, now Jesus, he says, sits at the right hand of all power in heaven. Which brings Jesus to the end of his message in verse 36. He says, Let all of Israel know that Jesus is both Lord and Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior. Remember Isaiah 43, 10 and 11? God says, I am the only Savior. Savior just means the Deliverer who is God. And Jesus is the Deliverer who was God. Yes, he's the Messiah Savior, whom that small group of religious leaders had crucified. Whoa, whom you have crucified. Boy, talk about dropping the bomb on those people. It's like, hey, sometimes you just got to speak the truth. Sometimes you just got to say what no one else wants to hear. And that's what we do here at Core Church Los Angeles. You know, we speak the truth. It's not what people always want to hear. But it's what people need to hear. And again, this is why we don't compromise in the teaching of God's Word. Listen, when God raised me up to be a pastor, to start Core Church Los Angeles, when we came to the city, I said, one thing we're going to do is we are never going to compromise the teaching of God's Word. And people get offended at times. There's times that people are in the church and I'll talk about, you know, hey, if you're sleeping with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you're you're living in sin. You're not going to go to heaven. You know, people get all mad at me. How can you say something like that? I gave my life to Christ. Well, you're not living like that. And the Bible says that no fornicator will inherit the kingdom of heaven. What do you want me to do? You want me to compromise? Well, I don't like you. I go, well, you don't have to like me. I'm just the messenger. Listen, don't shoot the messenger. It's like if you have a problem with the truth of God's Word, your problem is not with me. Your problem is with God who wrote it. And listen, we are all going to have to stand before God. Again, the very verse that drove me to Christ when I was a heathen young man of 18 years old, got a girl pregnant in high school, you know, drinking, smoking dope, taking drugs. Could you imagine me on speed? Oh, it was a crazy scene. But anyway, it's like all of these things. And it's just like, what drove me to Christ? When I heard the truth of God's word, someone shared Christ with me. They shared Luke 12, 3. He said, everything you've done in the dark is going to be heard in the light. Everything that you have whispered in the inner rooms is going to be proclaimed on the rooftops of heaven. Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking like, if everything I've done in secret, God's going to judge me for 
Oh my goodness, I'm in deep trouble. That's why we teach the truth of God's word. We teach the truth of God's word. We don't mess with the money. We do things upright. Why? To honor the Lord. Listen, if you're somewhere in Southern California, why don't you come to church? Maybe you haven't been coming because of COVID. Get over it already. Go to church. Wear a mask. Put on a, you know, a, a, an oxygen mask. Whatever. Just come. Come to church. Be part of the fellowship. That's why the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of the brethren. Listen, if you live too far away, if you live back on the East Coast listening on our East Coast stations, you can always download our free app. Just go to the App Store, put in Core Church Los Angeles. It takes like, what, 30 seconds to download an app? But in that little 30-second downloaded app, there is hundreds of video messages. Plus, you can watch our messages online, uh, you know, when they're happening live. You know, we have Sunday morning messages at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. We have a 6.30 p.m. message. You can watch live right there and just, you know, click on while we're doing the message live. But there's nothing like if you're within an hour of Core Church, get in your car and come. We're on the intersection of La Cienega and the 10 Freeway. We're like 200 feet north of the 10 freeway on La Cienega across the street from Kaiser Hospital. Anyway, I hope to see you. Those of you on the back east, guess what? I'm going to be back there speaking in September in a week and a half. So go to hopefm.net. That's hopefm.net. And you can figure out when I'm speaking. I'm doing a marriage conference and I'm speaking at a place in New Jersey. So hope to see you there. But anyway, moving forward here, uh, then what happened next with Peter? They all had pierced hearts. Let me read to you what happened in Acts 2.37 says, now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off. As many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. So those who had received his word were baptized, and that day there were added some 3,000 souls. Wow, man, that's a pretty big altar call, I'll tell you that. Well, all those who were present must have been shell-shocked, to say the least. Yet because the Holy Spirit of God drove this message home to the very core of their beings, they were pierced. In verse 37, it says, right in the center of their heart. You know, it's amazing when you're sharing the truth of God's word and how, you know, you can sit there and find yourself pierced. And it's like, that's what happened to me when I gave my life to Christ. I remember this time I was down in in all places. I was in Rotorua, New Zealand. Okay, so that's south of Auckland. It's on the North Island. And uh, so I'm in Rotorua, and I'm on this street corner, and I'm witnessing the three teenagers. One was about 17, one was like 16, and one was like 15. And the 17-year-old, I mean, he was just locked in. I mean, his eyes were locked in. I mean, he was looking at me. He was asking questions. I mean, I was communicating with him. Then the kid next to him, you know, you know, he was a, just a little shorter than this other kid. And, and you know, he's kind of engaged, you know, kind of watching, kind of, you know, just kind of looking around. But he, he was semi-engaged. Then there was this other kid on a bike. And, you know, he was 14 or 15. And, 
And he was completely disengaged. I mean, he's looking all over the place. He never, I don't think he really looked at me more than once or twice and just completely like disconnected. Well, I'm sharing and I'm sharing. And after about 45 minutes, I just said, hey, you know, look right now. And and again, the one kid was just locked in asking questions the whole time. And And he looks at me, you know, and I said to him, I go, so you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. And he goes, yeah, no. And I'm like, what? And I mean, I was expecting, I'm like, I thought this kid was going to be like, yes, absolutely, you know. And he was kind of the bigger of the three kids. And I thought, you know, he's kind of like the leader of the pack here. You know, he's kind of like the head of the little groupie here, you know. And he's like, nah, I don't want to. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait, did you get what I just said? So I kind of circled around a couple other times, kind of brought the gospel right back to him again. I said, well, right now, Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. He goes, no, nah, I don't want it. And I'm like, really? And he goes, no. Nope. You know, I'm like, I, I mean, I just couldn't, you know, he goes, no, I just don't want it. And so I'm like, well, okay. You know, so then I go to the kid next to him. I said, well, what about you? Would you like to ask Jesus Christ in your heart? And that kid was like semi-engaged and everything. He's like, uh, no, you know, just kind of taking the lead from the other kid, you know. Then I go to the kid that was completely what he looked like being completely disconnected the whole time. And I said, well, what about you? I go, would you like to give your life to Jesus Christ? And he says, yes, I want to go to heaven. I want my sin forgiven. I'm like, what? I mean, it's like, so here I had the kid that was listening, and and he was like, oh, yeah, this this guy's going to give his life to Christ. Oh, no. Then the kid that was semi-listening, oh, no, no. But the kid that looked like he wasn't listening was actually listening to every word, and he, who was the shortest and smallest of the three teenagers, he wasn't swayed by any peer pressure. He goes, yes. And I led him to Christ right there. And he prayed right up front. What I'm trying to say is you never know when someone is listening or they're not listening. But I can tell you this, you're a walking Bible and you might be the only Bible. That is, if you're a Christian, you might be the only Bible that anyone at your work, your neighbors will ever read. So be conscious of that. And also Do as Peter did here on the day of Pentecost. Open your mouth and share the word with them. Share something with them. Say something, because guess what? They might just listen to you. Yes, you know, it was a change of mind and a change of purpose for Peter. Because remember, he said, I think I'm just going to go back fishing until he saw the risen Lord again. And then he changed his mind. And now he's serving the living God. Yes, we are to share this message so that people around us can seek God's forgiveness. And when we do, God's promise to those people that you share with, that he'll forgive them. He'll he'll make them new. He'll cleanse them and refresh them. Remember, the Bible says, if any man or woman be in Christ, they become a new creature. Old things are passed away. Everything becomes new. And listen, wasn't that what happened to us? Well, it can happen to everyone that you know also. Well, I just said, isn't that what happened to us? But let me ask you another question. Are you walking right with the Lord today? I mean, if Jesus Christ was to come back today, which he could at any given moment, would you be taken away? Would you be caught up in the rapture or would you be left behind? Are you living a questionable life? Are you not sure where you really stand with Christ Listen, if that's you and you're not sure where you stand, but you're willing to say, God, I'm sorry of my sin and I want to go to heaven and I want my sin forgiven. If that's you and, you know, I don't know what you've done. I don't know where you've been. You might think you're too 
bad for repentance. You might say, man, I don't know how God could ever love me. Listen, that's not for you to choose or not choose. Jesus just said to everybody, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So I don't care where you've been. I don't care how bad you've messed up. You want to come to Christ? You can come. And if you want to, you need to pray this prayer and you need to mean it in your heart. Pray this now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you were buried. But I believe you rose again from the dead. Come inside of me. Change my heart. Cleanse me. I want to walk with you. I don't know how. Would you help me? Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to send you a Bible that's got all kinds of notes on how to walk with Christ. I want to send you some other materials on how to really get connected. So if you could email me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. That's Bible at corechurchla.com. And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.